For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's going on, Thunder fans? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. want to be happy maddie <laughs> <laughs> what's going on man i don't know man you'd think with a, a big win we'd be we'd be happier right yeah 123 to 95 over who we consider to be our arch nemesis i don't know if they feel the same way but we really ran them out the gym and i should just be over the moon right now and we just I don't know. As as Thunder fans, it feels like sometimes it feels like there's always a, a step back to come with every step forward, and it really it really hurts sometimes, man. There's a freaking cloud hanging over our head, and it's raining down injuries like crazy. <laughs> yeah, well put, well put. Um, if if you don't know what we're talking about somehow, and sorry to break it to you, if you don't, uh, Hamadou Diallo suffered. What looked like a substantial leg injury, which at first I honestly, my pie in the sky eyeballs just thought it might be a rolled ankle, and then his knee was strong enough to to bear the strain of how he kind of fell backwards in like a in like a thigh stretch position, if you know what I'm talking about. But then they brought the stretcher out and they put a sleeve around his lower leg, so. It's looking like he might have actually suffered something of a broken leg below the knee, and that's not great. Um, probably out for the season if that's the case, which is just a shame considering the season he was having as a young guy. But there is a basketball game for us to recap. So we might talk about Diallo a little bit later, but for now let's try to look on the bright side. And there is a lot of bright side to look at, right, Maddie? There, there is outside of that. Um, we got a lot to be excited about for tonight. Um, things weren't always pretty, but the result sure was at the end of the day. And it wasn't just that we ran them out of the gym, but we ran them out of their gym mm. where they've only had one loss at home during the season. Mm. So how is that so? Give them, give them that, that number two mark. Uh, yeah. Also year. give them. Also give them their first four-game losing streak since Steve Kerr took over as the head coach. Yeah, like also, something like over 400 games, right? Yeah, six seasons, or, or six and five and a quarter, or wherever we're at. Um, also give them their third 20-point loss of the season. They had four such losses all of last year. Mm-hmm. Also give them just basically internal strife from head to toe right now. <laughs> so 
All right, all right. So we're, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Let's before we go any further, uh, Thunder fans, if you didn't get to watch the game, you don't have to explain to me why you need TiVo. All right, so the Thunder came out on the court, and Maddie, what do you think about the white uniforms with the orange sleeves? Yo, they are so clean. Have they ever done that before? Uh, no, not that I've seen. Uh, yeah, I can't remember it. It's they, they go with the Thunder Blue accessories. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty slick, man. I, and I hope they're branching out, trying some more combinations because I'd like to see the all white. You know, I'd like to. The Thunder have really cool colors. What if they threw some yellow in on the sleeves every once in a while? You know, like th- there's options. And I'd like to see him branch out a little bit. Yeah, they, they you, you almost forget that yellow is one of our colors. Yeah, it's in there, man. Like, I, I didn't love the neon yellow around last year's City Edition. That was the only negative part of those uniforms to me. But there is some yellow they can play around with. Uh, but so they, they came out looking fresh in those unis. Uh Russ was kind of weird, especially in the first quarter. He looked like mm-hmm. he couldn't catch the ball, which <laughs> is like the last thing that you worry about for a superstar basketball player. But he kept bobbling passes. He he seemed like he almost hurt his shoulder diving out of bounds after one that he himself <laughs> dropped out of bounds. So that was weird. Uh, the big news, I think, when the game started was that Terrence Ferguson was back. And then Terrence Ferguson was mm-hmm. promptly not back anymore. With what looked like a pretty standard rolled ankle, let's hope it's not any more than that because we really can't afford it right now. Yeah, and he he was Ding up Clay Thompson pretty good to start the game off, and it, it really looked like we were digging in on defense. Um, we held them to 18 points in the first quarter, if that lets yeah. you know anything, and a chunk of that was you know at least at the beginning was. Uh, was Terrence Ferguson's defense, mm-hmm. and just when dude, you know, he had it, he had his child and came back, and now this—it's pretty rough, man. Yeah, maybe he did it on purpose. He wants to spend a few more days at home with the kid. Find the sky, <laughs> out, man. What do you think about that conspiracy theory? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> you don't think so? you might get a. You might get a couple of better nights sleep on the road, to be honest. <laughs> well, uh, according to the broadcast, that 18 points in the first quarter was the Warriors' lowest first quarter total of the season thus far, um, which is pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of pieces to that. Thunder did play really good defense. Um, Steven Adams was basically killing them on the boards, which skews the possession battle. Uh, Jeremy Grant did pretty good in that front, too. And... Also, they were feeding Steven Adams in the post quite a bit, which slows the game down. So, you know, possession battle. We were up 23 to 18 at the end of the first, which both scores are pretty low. Um, But 23 is better than 18. So we go into the second, (laughs) and immediately at the start of the second quarter, Clay knocked down eight straight points. I don't know. It's interesting because I think at that point Dennis Schroeder was guarding him and Clay just had no fear of just taking whatever shot was in front of him. He was like, this guy can't get a hand on my shot. So he, 
Well, just whenever he touched the ball, he was throwing it up. And I think I think we adjusted after that and put TLC on him, if I remember correctly, just, just for the height. You just need somebody that can snake around screens with him and get a hand up. That's really how you can hold Clay down. You can't do it with a guy who's like 6'1", like being mm-hmm. generous. He, shooter's pretty small. Uh, it, honestly, and this is this is kind of hilarious after the start to the season that we had, but we needed Terrence Ferguson. <laughs> and I know he did a good job in the first quarter, but he was sorely missed, really for the rest of the game. I mean, Clay ended up with 27 points, uh, which he had to. You know, they they were missing some key cogs, so he had to get some shots up. But we really needed Ferguson out there. Um, a little highlight from the second quarter. Nolan's Noel got elbowed in the head by TLC, and it just looked like maybe maybe at that point we should have just left the gym, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was probably a bad omen. If two guys go down in the first quarter and a half with weird injuries. Uh, so Dennis Schroeder had 14 points in the second quarter, and Adams had 10. That's 24 points, and... I didn't even say the names Russell Westbrook or Paul, or Paul George. So that's right. pretty noteworthy, right? That lets you know kind of how the game went. And and honestly, that seemed to be our mindset going into it um, with us feeding the ball to Adams deep into the paint, with us trying to get into the paint. Um, and, and honestly, neither team shot the ball extremely well from three to start the game. No. Um, I, we had to get into the second quarter to even get our first made three, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I think uh, I think Paul George might have hit one. No, that was in the second quarter. Um, just he banked it in. What was that in the right? Quarter? Yeah, yeah. He banked one in. So um, really, that lets you know where where the money was made early on in this game uh, was in the paint and. Steven Adams was doing work. And honestly, we forget how great of a passer and facilitator Steven Adams can be. Mm-hmm. He's He is a linchpin of an offense if you'll let him be. and he's But he's also content with not having an ego and just getting boards and kicking it out and letting other people do work and maybe cleaning up the glass a little bit and putbacks and things like that. But he showed all of his moves. He had hook shots. He had up and unders. Uh, he, he had follow-through dunks. I mean, he, he was solid uh, in pretty much every aspect of his game tonight, offensively. Yeah, he definitely has those facilitator skills. And uh, there was that one play where Schroeder kind of feigned upward like he was going to set a back screen and then mm-hmm. immediately darted down. And, and kind of like a kind of like in, in football where you see a wide receiver hit his spot on a route and then turn around and the ball's already there. Like, Schroeder right. faked that pick and hit that spin move, and when he started cutting, like, the ball was just bounced up waiting for him. So, like, Steven Adams really does have those skills, and it's good to see the Thunder utilize it. We we would like to see that extend into the second half, I think, ideally, which has been an ongoing thing with this team. But, yeah, so, hey, if we're, if we're in a game in Oracle against the Warriors, and I don't even care if they don't have Curry and Draymond, and I tell you Russell Westbrook has a 5-5-4 five, five, and four stat line at halftime, what do you think the score would be? <laughs> Us down by 10 or more? Yeah. 
for sure. But we were up 14 at half. We were up 60 to 46. Uh, and then KD made some shots, much like much like at the beginning of the second quarter, where Clay kind of made his presence known. Um, the Warriors went on a 13 to two run pretty quickly. Um, something that didn't really come to anything, except that the Thunder stopped going to Stephen Adams, was that the Warriors came out with a clear imperative to double team Stephen Adams anytime he got the ball in the post, which. I mean, look, like that's an advantage. If you have a guy drawing two defenders, like you should be able to pound that. And we know he's a good enough passer. And he got like one turnover, which was not even a turnover. Like they forced it out of bounds. There was two seconds left, and then we didn't get a good shot. But I don't think one play like that should be enough to get us to go away from Steven Adams when he's drawing a double team. Like obviously the Warriors are scared. Yeah, and that that's great. You know, too often we've seen the Thunder come out and just try to shoot jump shots and and try to ride that high early on, especially in an emotional game. And make no qualms about it. Even with no Curry and even with no Draymond, this is still very much emotional game for the Thunder. And to see them come out and utilize Adams instead of just jacking threes uh, and jump shots is, is promising. And so if we can do that, it's almost like keeping the team honest. You want to use a football reference. Well, it's almost like it's almost like taking a shot on offense deep just to force the defense to play honest so yeah. that they don't they don't cheat up uh, in areas exactly. that you really want to pound them. So um, I thought it was a great move by Billy. I don't think people will talk about that much tomorrow um, because of, you know, what we led with even. Um, uh-huh. But I think Billy did a great job of of adjustments and putting guys in spots to be successful. Yeah, and I'm just going to jump on an opportunity right here that I, I wrote a piece for Thunder's Intentions tonight that will be dropping either tomorrow or Friday, basically telling Billy Donovan good job, and I have a lot of stats to back it up, so you should check that out on Thunder's Intentions. Uh, it, the stats show that the things he wants to be happening are happening, so... Keep your eyes open for that. Um, Do you mean like times where eventually the math will correct and then things will look better? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. When I wrote that piece and I said the math would correct, we we immediately won 10 out of 11. So I don't know. I'm writing a piece praising Billy Donovan. Maybe he's going to run in 2020 or something. Like (laughs) I seem to have the magic touch right now. Hey, there you go. Well, well, if you can write a piece on how the Thunder actually have a good training staff and how they can oh, help okay. avoid injuries. Right, right. Yeah, let's get on that one next. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I guess I could do the opposite thing where I say that we've had so many injuries at some point the math will correct. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll we see. laugh because I, we're sad. We, we laugh to keep from crying. Uh, <laughs> So, I don't know. I just have this note right here that just says there were some weird calls in the second quarter. Uh, I don't think we need to really get into that too much. I, I think uh, that's the it's the quarter where Russell Westbrook got a phantom offensive foul for an off-arm clear-out that didn't happen. Uh, Paul George got smacked right in the face. <laughs> Tackled to the ground, basically, on a three that he made, which was great. 
um, and no call, which was weird. Yeah. And subsequently got a technical, and <laughs> you know what? He's he's. He, I actually so I ref basketball up here in Seattle, and I went to a basketball ref camp, and that ref Scott Twardowski, everybody calls him Twardo, was at the ref camp, and he's a nice guy, but. There's a little bit of like anger lurking in him. I could just see it, you know, <laughs> talking to him face to face. Like I've met that guy, and he he doesn't take no BS. So like, Paul George is a little bit lucky that that Twardo didn't didn't call a travel on him, and then <laughs> and then call a technical oh, after God. the whistle. He could have he could have went travel technical. Like he could have done it if he felt like being petty in that moment. <laughs> Man, and that yeah. that would have just exploded Thunder Twitter, but uh, so, so yeah, my um my my notes say that PG got that tech, and then like mm-hmm. basically the the Thunder's next offensive possession, Russ got that offensive foul. Yep, with his the exact off the off. exact next possession. That's right. It wasn't the same rest though, but that right. did happen. Uh, but and, and and then immediately after that, what happened? Uh, Clay Thompson picked up his fourth foul with 6:25 left in the quarter. Yeah, yeah, he did. And then Paul George immediately knocked down back-to-back threes, like just showing out. Like I don't know, maybe Paul George needs to get mad more. You know, it doesn't happen very often. He's so smooth. He's such a cool customer. But maybe it would be beneficial if he got mad more. Maybe we need to see a larger sample size of that. Maybe I don't know. I. I... I mean, he's genuine though. I, he definitely doesn't have to hold back now anything because he mm-hmm. knows where he's at long term. So, yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, also, in the third quarter, Dennis Schroeder hit back-to-back three-pointers, which mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Uh, FYI, the German for four-three is Fjord Dwy, so we can do that if we want. I don't know. I see Senor worked out. Maybe we can find something cool German to yell. It's not like the coolest language <laughs> for catchphrases. But we can, there's, there's some options. We can find something. So the Thunder left the third quarter leading by eight, 87 to 79. Mm-hmm. After losing the third quarter, 27 to 33. Uh, I don't know. I felt pretty fortunate about that. How did you feel? Like, I felt like it could have been worse. Uh, yeah, honestly, so I, like I put at the end of the half, right, mm-hmm. that even backtracking, I'm like, we scored 60 points, but it wasn't a pretty 60. We have, it was more ugly than it was pretty. And it yeah. definitely didn't feel like we put up 27 points in the third quarter at times. Nah. Like it, that first half of the third quarter was rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I think, it, I, I, I think it's something to do with that we as fans have an ingrained, like, expected points per shot, like, in our heads, and you don't you just don't expect in a shooter to hit back-to-back threes. Although, I will say, and I don't have these numbers in front of me right now, but he's been very good on, on catch-and-shoots, and both of those were. I, just off the top of my head, I think he's been very good on catch-and-shoots. I think he's been very, very bad on pull-up threes. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I, should, I should check these numbers. Uh, I'll get these to you on the timeline, listeners. Uh, but I think that's a fact. And if he never took another pull up three 
for the rest of the season, I'd be cool with it. Because I think that's detrimental to the team. But so, so we went into the fourth quarter and I don't know if I didn't notice in, this in the first half or if it didn't really happen, but the matchup between Schroeder and Sean Livingston was pretty interesting, right? Like, mm-hmm. Schroeder has like a foot on him, maybe more. <laughs> like, he's very tall and <laughs> he can get any shot he wants over Schroeder, but he also can't stay in front of Schroeder at all. So, like, mm-hmm. that was a really interesting mismatch where Schroeder was just trying to get a hand basically to block his eyes and then just running him off pick and rolls. And Schroeder scored a bunch of points immediately off the bat, like, I think maybe six. Uh, and he had one lob when he just completely got the defense all discombobulated to Nerlene's Noel. Well, Nerlene's Noel, as Chauncey Billups kept calling him. <laughs> it's like, Chauncey, like... I know he had a rough few years, but this guy was a six pick in the draft, man. <laughs> this isn't some scrub. This is, you know his name. Nerlene? I, 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 no, I have no sympathy for announcers who don't know players' names. There's maximum 30 names you got to memorize the night before. Like, you can do it. It's right. not that hard. Well, he's not even one you got to memorize, right? It's... Yeah, it's not like exactly. a Timotei Wawu-Kavaro, right? It's not exactly. one of those guys. And God, the announcers actually joked about about just having to call him Timmy for like four minutes consecutively. <laughs> like, guys. Guys, you could have... He was going to play. Like, he was going to play. You, you got to know his name. We're going to call him Timmy. <laughs> I will say, though, that after... after Diallo went down immediately after, like after the long timeout, after the crowd went silent, after they showed all the clips of the players looking sad and covering their eyes and whatnot. Um, the very next possession, Russ got the ball in transition, and as he was dribbling down the court, you could hear him yelling at Timmy, telling him where to go, and he motioned him out to the corner, and Timmy got the ball in the corner and then drove in and made a nice little reverse layup mm-hmm. again. And you could hear Russ again yelling, there you go, Timmy. Like, I don't know. It just makes me feel good because these are the things that you would hope a maturing player will do. And it's kind of jives with that. He has three kids now that he's kind of taking a fathership role. Really? Mm-hmm. Team. Like you can see him with the young players really just being very encouraging and knowing when they need encouragement. And and he knew the team needed TLC to step up in that moment and he helped them do it. And that's a really cool thing to see. Oh yeah. And especially for a guy that was getting no burn earlier in the season. And even I, I had a mindset thinking that, well, you know, he's he's a guy that hasn't really been with the team for a while or he's not like a uh, what you would consider a budding young prospect like what Ferguson or um, Hamadou Diallo is. So maybe there's not going to be a reason for him to get burned. Well, n- now he is. He's getting play. And this was before the, the injury tonight. Um, he had you'd started to see him hit the court a little more. So um, he's going to be even more important for us. And... It also means that there's that there's trust too between Russ and and, and TLC. Um, 
that, you know, TLC is going to be willing to to listen and do what he's told and and be in the right spot and Russell Westbrook will reward him for it. So it's not just that Russ is like, hey, get there and then I'm, I'm patting you on the back. It's there's trust there, too. Um, and that's that's critical, something that people thought that Russ wouldn't necessarily be able to do, you know, three or four years ago, people that was not the narrative. Yeah, yeah, those people. All right, so just because I'm not sure we're going to talk about Luau Cabarro again, um, he had eight points on three of nine shooting, which I expected to be a little bit better just off my memory of the game. I, I, you say what you want about the guy, but he knows how to get some shots up. Um, it says he only has, <laughs> it says he only had one rebound, but just off the top of my head, I can think of like three rebounds that he broke up that the other team was going to get that he interfered with and allowed the Thunder to get it. So I don't, they need to make a stat for that because he was effective like a, on the boards. Yeah. Rebound assist. Which is like a, like a hockey rebound, right? Instead of a yeah, hockey assist, a hockey, a hockey rebound. rebound. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so I, I think he was good and... I don't know, like, we hope Abrinas can come back for the next game. But either way, he's going to need to play, I think. Because mm-hmm. with Ferguson and Diallo out, probably. Um, uh, so, yeah, back to the game. After the Diallo injury, where the crowd kind of shrank away, which which I thought was interesting. It, it really did seem like the Oracle crowd responded that injury by disappearing which i don't know like i know we have ill feelings toward them but they did seem to be very respectful of that injury shout out to the oracle crowd you're good fans even though i hate you Um, (laughs) (laughs) the the thunder immediately responded to the injury which which i don't know man like the, the warriors seemed shaken also but for the Thunder to just immediately pounce on them for a 25-4 to 4 run after mm-hmm. one of their brothers goes down. Like, I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, that could go the other way real easily. And I don't, I don't know what it was. I think it was like a 10-point game or something at that point. Something around there. Maybe less. Yeah, and I want to say it was like 8-10 to 10 points. Yeah, for them to immediately pounce on the Warriors in Oracle, even with the crowd kind of stunned, like that's that was a really impressive thing. And so, anyway, they kind of just ran the clock out. The Warriors pulled their guys out with about five minutes left, which is something that Curry likes to do is wave the white flag a little bit early. I think as a message to his team more than anything. And then the Thunders, Scrubs, if you want to call them that, um, I mean, I think TLC was on the court, so I guess we can call him that. <laughs> kind of, mm-hmm. kind of just put him to sleep. Like the Thunder ended up winning by 28. I think it was 18 to 20 when when Kerr waved the white flag. So that's nice to see. Burton kind of showed out a little bit. That mm-hmm. was cool. six points on three for three from three for three shooting. I think his his main value is if he has the ball in his hands. So that's a weird spot for him to be in on a lot of teams. For, for him, but I, I don't think we need to talk about Burton a lot more. Well, I think that Burton, depending on injuries, uh, Burton may become 
somewhat important pretty quick. Um, he can definitely create for himself. I don't know about facilitating for others, but he can get up his shots too. And I think that's uh, I think that's something that will have some value, especially on that second unit. Of of note, um, looking on this thing, Felton didn't play at all in the game. Not even a second. Yeah, that is of note for sure. With a team that depleted for ball handlers and for guards, that he didn't even get on the court. Maybe that. Do, do you think that signals a changing of the guard? Oh, oh no. <laughs> What did, what did I just do? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I got like halfway into the sentence and I couldn't stop. Oh, that's okay. You, you're not going to get any slack from me. Uh, hashtag dad jokes for life. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think that I think that Felton's leadership is key uh, to, to a degree. Um, but I think that it was also maybe a message to Felton, too, because too often... Felton's been looking for his own shot and been mm-hmm. he's 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 been trigger happy right off the bat yep. when he gets in the game and and look that's not his role his role is to come in and facilitate the offense and make sure it runs smoothly so maybe this but is I don't, I don't feel like he even I don't feel like he even runs off a pick you know like mm-hmm. it just feels like you know that if you've seen that video or that gif of that that little guy in the pickup gym just, like, bouncing through his legs repeatedly while he backs up. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like that, that's, that's how I picture every second Raymond Felt is on the court. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> yeah. And, the ball and then is like, please a- stop, you're hurting me. <laughs> it's not really a, a symbiotic relationship there between him and the ball, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's... It's pretty rough though. Like when he shoots, when he shoots a shot, it's fading away at the top of the key. When it goes in, I feel like I need to go buy a lottery ticket because, like, we all have a chance, right? But yeah, but man, when it when it goes in, it makes me sad. I mean, you know, as the guy that wrote that trust the math article, like I, I don't want him to make it. I want right. him to miss the ball because the math says he's going to miss the next one. And I don't want him to have that confidence. <laughs> it's, how, it's how a lot of NBA fans feel about Russell Westbrook. That's how we feel about Raymond Felton, but we're right. Right, exactly. Um, and you would have been right tonight with regards to Russell Westbrook uh, and shooting the ball and, and how he handled it. But, man, how, how spoiled are we that Russell Westbrook can put up a triple-double and, and we're just like, Oh, hum, that's an awful game by Westbrook. <laughs> that's true, man. But the ESPN would be like a wash in Rajon Rondo highlights tomorrow. Oh, no kidding. Something like this. Or, I mean, Rajon Rondo, I'll just say Lonzo Ball. Like, would have been all they talked about tomorrow. Speaking of some highlights, uh, here's the stats for the game. Um, because, look, I mean, like we were just talking about Russ wasn't great, you know. I mean, he had a triple-double, which, which, like Maddie said, we're just spoiled at this point. But he shot 5 for 15 from the field, 1 for 5 from 3. And there were a few threes where I just was, like, groaning from my couch. Just like, you're about to shoot a 3, don't you shoot that 3. 
and then he did, and I think he like airballed two of them. <laughs> and yeah, it was just and they, bad. It was bad. And they were falling short. Like even his mid-range jumpers were falling short. It's like he didn't have enough umph on his shot to get yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, and it's really honestly remarkable that we held them to that 18 points in the first quarter and and to 95 points overall because he was not there for the defense. <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> he was uh standing around a little bit. I don't I don't I don't know. There were a couple times I thought he might have been limping a little, but I'm not really sure. But it's it's a hundred percent for sure that he's not in good cardio shape, which I think we can kind of accept. It's been two weeks that he wasn't able to do any cardio, so. But, you know, if he wasn't such a force of personality within the team, I think this would be a situation where he would be playing twenty minutes for the first few games to kind of get his legs back under him. But that's just never going to be Russell Westbrook and. And that might hurt a little bit the team for a few games, but in the long run, that's the personality that makes him who he is. So you can't turn that off and on, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. So you take Paul's good rest and bad rest. Yeah, good rest and bad rest, but it, it's it's really just all rust. Like his his bad is what makes him so good. Hmm. <laughs> that's profound. Right. <laughs> I'm confused. This. Okay. Uh, Paul George was 25, 9, and 5 assists and 2 steals. And really just had a few just very large momentum three-pointers. Like, it seemed like every shot he made was at a point where the team was kind of reeling off a of Golden State Warriors run. And he would just bang in a couple of threes or one three or, like, get a drive to the hoop and just really big baskets in. You know, KD had 27 points and 14 rebounds. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he had 14 at the end of three quarters. Oh, so he didn't get one in the fourth? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Three blocks. 11 for 22, one for five from three. But Paul George really played some really good defense on Kevin Durant. Like, I mean, I don't know. He scored 27 on 22 field goals. That's good, but he's Kevin Durant, so that's just going to happen. He was clearly being very aggressive. Do you agree with that? Yeah, and but he was aggressive without being stupid. And and the reason why I say that is he no, I mean, up his KD. Fifth. KD was oh. very aggressive, right? Oh well, absolutely. KD was aggressive uh, early yeah. on, and he he knew. I mean, obviously, KD knew that. Uh, the shots were going to be hard to to come by for um, for efficiency's sake uh, early on, which is why I think he was pressing. But then he settled into the game a little bit and got to his spots later on, uh, like in that third quarter. Um, and it basically was, you know, whenever whenever Clay went out, Kevin Durant took over, and then when Clay came back in, Kevin just kind of let Clay do Clay things. Yeah, that's true. Um... But yeah, I mean, you knew Katie was going to be aggressive. He knew he had to be with with only two of their five superstars in the game. Uh, and <laughs> I mean, with how aggressive he was being, like trying to find his own shot, I think holding him to 27 points is like a real kudos to 
Paul George. Um, mm-hmm. And in addition to that, he added, again, 25, nine rebounds, and five assists. I mean, that's that's a superstar. Like, <laughs> say what you want about Paul George. That's, that's a superstar. Uh, Steven Adams, also 20 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, also two steals. Uh, he had 16 in the first half, and then as they tend to do, they kind of went away from him, which was, again, disappointing, considering that the Warriors were double-teaming him. But, I mean, he he really made them notice him. I think that was the, I think that's the best thing you can say about Steven Adams is that even the crowd, like the loudest cheer I can remember happening for Golden State wasn't on a dunk. It wasn't on a made shot or a block shot or anything. It was it was Russ missed a three-pointer and the ball went up and it looked like Steven Adams had position for a rebound. And KD kind of swooped in and snatched it from in front of him, and the crowd went nuts. Like even right. the crowd knows, even the crowd knows how dominant he is on the boards, <laughs> and nobody yeah. knows. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's something interesting too. So we've had we had a lot of opportunities to get and ones, um, mm-hmm. and we had some we had some uh, free throw attempts, and we weren't exceptionally great at free throw. We were eight for fifteen. Uh, at the line, fifty-three percent. But there were three. Occa- right. Um, there, there were three occasions that Stephen Adams got the rebound off of a missed free throw to give us an extra <laughs> possession. Like you're that lucky to see. You're lucky to see maybe two of those on your team all game, right? Yeah. And he got He's three so himself. I whenever we're lined up. When we're shooting a free throw, I literally just watch him. Like mm-hmm. he, he has all the little moves. He looks like a he looks like a a wrestler, which is different than a wrestler. Uh, <laughs> just you know what I mean, Maddie, right? You're in Nebraska. Uh-huh. We're from Oklahoma. Like we know what wrestlers are. So he's got like that low stance. He's got his hands out there. Like if there was somebody in front of him, he'd be tapping him on the forehead. You know. <laughs> and he just, he's got all the swim moves and just like all the moves man he's so good at it uh so i one other shout out for the thunder i think before we move on is jeremy grant who had 14 points and 11 rebounds and just really does so much to help the versatility of our defense like we came out at the beginning of the game not switching everything. And, you know, as legs get tired, you tend toward that later in the game. And it's just so flawless with being able to literally switch, I don't know, one through five minus the two right now with TLC out there. But once we get Dre back in the two, or even if it's Ferguson or, like, whoever, like, that's we can just switch one through five and it's flawless and it's great. And he's a big part of that. So shout out Jeremy Green. Oh, for sure. Um, and he's, you know, everybody's been making big noise about a potential Bradley Beal deal because Russell Westbrook followed Ooh. him on Instagram. Who, me? Uh, and, and surprisingly, I mean, not surprisingly, uh, there's a lot of Twitter that's not 
really willing to part with Jeremy Grant in a deal. They say he's one of our untouchables. And he's a buddy. We can't trade him till January 15th anyways, for the record. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying we should trade him at all, but there's there are a lot of people that are uh, that are really locked down saying you know he's one of our he's one of our main untouchables um, on the team. So one thing I've been impressed with him about is his ability to to knock down open threes this year. Um, he's one for three tonight, but I almost feel like when he's shooting a three from the corner, it's going in more often than not. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, and I don't I don't know these stats, but uh, listening to the latest Down to Dunk podcast, they said he was something like twenty five percent from the corners and was something like thirty eight percent above the break, which is very odd. But I do agree that I feel his three pointers are going in when he shoots them. I think his form is improved. I think it's compacted, and that he doesn't like bring it up from his knees like he did last season, which is a big deal. Maybe he's getting a little of that Andre Robertson lethal shooter action on the side, you know. Mm. <laughs> uh, I, well, okay. So minor shout out, Nerlens Noel. I thought you were pretty good. Nerlens. 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 And uh, yeah, okay. out there looking like Nelly in the second half with the bandaid on the on the cheek. Yeah. I like it. That's right. Yeah. Wow, Nelly. I haven't thought about Nelly in like five years. Anyway, oh. so moving <laughs> on to... <laughs> we don't need to think about him anymore. Moving on to the Academy Award for Player of the Game. Okay, so by all rights, this award should go to Dennis Schroeder. He was spectacular in this game it was easily by far and away his best game in a thunder uniform he had 32 points four rebounds four assists on 12 of 19 shooting so that's 32 on 19 shots five for six from three which may never happen again but again i think if he's on a catch and shoot that's a pretty reliable shot from him he just really I don't know to use a to use a phrase that Thunder fans might like. Just really save the Thunder's bacon on a few <laughs> situations where they really needed a bucket, and he was unstoppable, especially when guarded by the backups on the Warriors team. You got anything to say about Schroeder? Yeah, he really made chicken salad out of chicken something else. Um, yeah, man. With, with There's a lot of chicken too. something else rolling around this team right now. Yeah, but we're it's cutting up roses, right? Um, we've won a lot of games recently. Um, I he was aggressive, uh, and while his his threes were falling, he was getting to his spots. And I think we we figured out watching him, you know, over the course of this first, you know, what quarter of the season or or whatever, um, wherever we're at yeah. right now, um, yeah. we kind of know where he likes to get to, and mm-hmm. he he knows when he's got a slower defender on him and he's been basically cooking them and getting into the, getting into the paint. Um, and he's been really good lately. 
about maneuvering his body to be around the help defense and still get up a clean shot. And he was really good at that tonight. Um, when he got past that first man, the second guy wasn't affecting him uh, and his ability to finish, which I think is, is critical that um, you can make a good move and you can get a shot in the paint, which seems like it would be good, but it's really contested and it's kind of ugly and you're, you're not, it's not really in rhythm. And then his mid-range jumpers were, were all clean too. Uh, I look at that a lot, and and PG's been really good lately about getting those, and and uh, Dennis Schroeder when he's playing well, um, those are the those tend to be the shots that go in first, and then other things start to fall in around it. Yeah, that's true, and he has a really good floater from the middle of the lane. But speaking of what you said about he can recognize when he has a big on him, and I always expect him to roast that big. So what I didn't like to see was the one where he saw, ooh, I don't Damian Jones maybe. No, it was Kevon Looney. And he backpedaled all the way to half court and then got a sprint going and then got Looney backpedaling and then stopped and shot a three with his toe on the line and, like, <laughs> bricked it. And it was just like, dude, that's what you did. You're gonna get a full sprint go and get him get him backpedaling and then you and then you shoot the longest two possible. <laughs> That's right. not ideal. But hey, come but, on, hashtag analytics, let's go. Yeah, but I'm sorry, that's it, that's my only bad thing I have to say about him from this game. But you know, like how you say all oh, our chicken, something else is coming up roses. Well, you know what, you know what Outcast says is roses really smell like ooh ooh. <laughs> Well, our record doesn't. So, yeah, I got you, though. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm sorry. If you want to hey. turn off the podcast right now, I, I won't play. <laughs> I apologize to all the listeners. Hey, man, we've had a Nelly reference. Now we've had Outcast. Let's keep this thing rolling, man. We're so cool. All right. All right. <laughs> So, with all that talk about Schroeder out of the way, sorry, Schroeder, you should be the player of the game, but you're not because as much as our brains tell you to give a, give tell us to give you that award, it's just gotta go to Hamadou Diallo, who had three points in this game, who had a really really awesome block of Kevin Durant, um, and then a potentially accidental. Really awesome behind the back pass to Paul George. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Who finished it with a definitely on purpose reverse dunk, which was really cool. That might have that was probably the highlight of the game. That's probably leading the Sports Center highlight. But mm-hmm. he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. He he got hurt, and we're very sad about it. And just basically out of nostalgia, which isn't something that we should have about a current rookie. Uh, we're given the player of the game award to Hamadou Diallo. What does that mean? Do I get, do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get I a know. bonus? <laughs> I'll be sick. <laughs> no, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. Whatever. Yeah, congratulations, Hamadou. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't under the greatest of circumstances. Um, but if you're listening to this, man, as you should be, uh, keep your head up. Uh, yeah, lots of lots of uh, player of the games ahead of you. And uh, 
Thunder Nation's got your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're here with you, man. I, get well soon. Uh, you know, so one one quick note I have is that Jalen Rose, who I am very fond of, and Jalen, if you're listening to, um, take this with the love with which it's intended. But at halftime, he was talking about how the Warriors gave up a bunch of depth to get KD and Boogie. And it's like, no, Jalen, that's literally the problem. They didn't give up any depth <laughs> at all. <laughs> right. All they gave up was like Harrison Barnes, who was a free agent anyway. Yeah, and, that's all. Yeah. That's all. And, and uh, Andrew Bogut, right? That's it. Yeah, he was he was a free agent. Like I don't know, he he's not he he didn't ever play for another team again. We're gonna <laughs> he's in Australia right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's exactly the case. So they traded Katie for Barnes straight up, and then they got Boogie for free for their mid level exception. So no, they did not give up depth. Um, they're giving up depth because like Livingston's getting old, but but that's basically all. So anyway, I just, sorry, I heard that at halftime, and it rubbed me yeah. a weird way. Um, <laughs> That's a weird phrase, but cool. Let's roll. Let's keep going. <laughs> uh, so one other note I have is that if Alex Abrines can't return for the next game, which is on Friday, the Thunder play at home against the Hornets on Friday, and then at home again in a back-to-back against the Nuggets on Saturday. I guess this is a little bit of a forecast for you. Um, if Abrinas isn't over his viral sickness, which it seems like it's been about a week and a half since he got that, even though Nerland's Noel recovered in like a day and a half, which is odd from presumably the same sickness. I think we can kind of assume that, right? Uh, if he can't come back, then the Thunder will be starting their fifth-string shooting guard in that game on Friday, which <laughs> there's only three strings, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> we got, but, we got 15 guys. <laughs> there could be five positions, a, but, but three how are we on a six string something <laughs> doesn't even make sense. <laughs> So, uh, this is according to Brett Dawson at B. Dawson writes on Twitter. Uh, Warriors physicians have ruled out all severe lower body injuries for Hamadou Diallo, Thunder Team spokesman says. He'll be further evaluated in OKC tomorrow. So, something to be thankful for tomorrow? Yeah, man. I guess, I mean, it depends, I suppose, on the definition of severe, but... I, I'm i glad I got on the record earlier that my first thought was a rolled ankle because hopefully that's all we're looking at. And I get, do, I get into, do I get into medical school if I'm right? Oh, man. Well, you probably wouldn't have to study based on how good you are at tests. But, um, yeah, man, that's, that's freaking awesome. Like, yo, like, can we just hold him out for the back-to-back just to be safe regardless of what, what it is for sure? Um I want that dude to get fully tested for 
or oh, yeah, hang there. He'll be out. Even if it's ruling out all severe injuries, like he'll be out for two to four weeks, right? But I, I mean, I think that rules out a broken leg, according to the Warriors doctors. I think that rules out oh, as a, a knee? any yeah ligament damage in a knee, in the mm-hmm. Andre Robertson injury with a tendon. Like I think that means it's basically a rolled ankle or a sprain, right? Like I think those are the non-severe injuries that you can attribute to what happened to him. So that's uh, wow, um, man. Uh, apologies to Thunder fans for for the depressing energy for part of this podcast because maybe it wasn't earned. So that's great news. Let's hey, let's some optimism you're still the P of the G. You're still the P of the G, homie. That's right. That's right. All right. So, (laughs) wow. Thank goodness for that. Thank you, Brett Dawson. Uh, You're you're the savior of our feelings and our hearts. Uh, Thanks for listening, Thunder fans. Uh, Make sure to check out the weekly podcast. We're trying some interesting things with recording during games and having live reactions and stuff to try to really bring a personal touch to our podcast that, we don't think anybody else is doing right now, so let us know if you enjoy that. You can find us at OKC Topic Thunder on Twitter. You can find us on thunderousintentions.com for the recaps. You can find us on now that's thunderbasketball.com for all the pods, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And make sure to subscribe if you can and leave us some reviews, give us five star ratings. That's really helpful to us. And Just make sure to tune in because we're here every game and we'll continue to be here every game for free. So with that said, thunder up. Thunder up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.